Hey everyone, recording a quick message here just to let you know that this episode contains some discussion of suicide ideation. Please exercise precaution before listening. Backlog Dialogues, the podcast where we dig you out of your backlog before it bores you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Axel and Shions of Iroxus. I'm Jared. Got it memorized? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm Matt. And besides, I thought you were uh, voicing Axel, John. I mean, I am voicing Axel, but if we're talking about the way we set up these Trinities things, I feel like it makes more sense for me to be Roxas in this Trinity, but meh. I'm just giving you... I understand, sir. I understand. Today, we are discussing, obviously... Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. So, like, I'm... I'm All of it. I, yeah, yeah. I want to be sure of absolutely one thing. Is the actual title of the game Days or 358 over two days? Because, like, I, I've heard some things where it's like Days is the actual title, 358 over two is like a subtitle. I don't know what is going on with this title, but... I, it's weird enough on its own already. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is the first Kingdom Hearts game with a really weird title. Oh, this is like uh, this is like the one that like is the meme maker of all dude, the titles. You just, you just got me to read it over. Sub Wikipedia says subtitle red is three five eight days over two. Three five eight. Remember that. Three five eight days over two. I'm not going to remember it, that at all. That's not what it is. Since it's not it's not written that way. It's not written that way at all. <laughs> what the heck? They're screwing with us. Yeah, that that's a lie. Wikipedia is lying. Someone someone edited falsely to try to go. Us buck wild with the names anyway so i mean i cannot wait for birth by sleep 0.2 a fragmentary passage that is <laughs> that is the piece of art of all the titles yes yeah we're doing 358 over two days that's what we're gonna call it because that's where we started as fuck you wikipedia um, i think we're mostly going to cover the 1.5 hd remix version where it's yeah, yeah. the cutscene. So to, at least two of us are playing off the PS4 collection version, which this only includes a movie of, of 358. Yeah, like I'm not going to seek out the DS game. Uh, I don't want to play the DS game. And it is just like how Chain of Memories is a rehashing a Kingdom Hearts one worlds. This one rehashes the Kingdom Hearts two worlds. So I, under, I understand it's not even one and done. You just keep bouncing around different worlds doing missions forever. I did, in fact, play 358 over two days back on the what was it on the DS? Yeah, DS. But I will say that it's a better game to play than, say, Chain of Memories. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not quite as strong as, like, say, Birth by Sleep, which is the sure. next portable game. Yeah, and, and it, it used the same uh, gameplay system that we're going to be getting more in depth with in Birth by Sleep 2, the command deck system, right? Similar, but it kind of uses, I think they call them panels. Okay, and it doesn't have some of the cooler stuff that they experimented with that eventually got, you know, uh, subsumed into the mainline games. Like, for example, uh, shot box uh, and, and form codes, changes, form changes, yeah. things like that. OK, this was assigning a, a deck of panels and you went and did missions much. Uh, and it was 
it was very mission based. It was like here, here's a list of missions. You can do them, and you'll get rewards for them. And yeah, so it, I mean, it kind of did hang, hang out with different organization members, and somehow they get different yeah. weapon equips too. Though that really doesn't make sense. But yeah, and the yeah. missions did in fact, you know, how uh, to say they did integrate with the narrative structure a little bit because you know you do the missions, and when you come back, you would hang out with the with Axel and Shion. And mm-hmm. it became kind of a, you know, it, it did it did in fact become a pattern. You did that so you could come back and look forward to hanging out with Axel and Shion. What year did this game come out in again? Was it like 2006, 2007? 2009. 2009. Wow. Persona 3 had already come out at that point. I wonder if they were trying to ape that style. The missions themselves almost never have any plot significance. It's just kind of... The organization assigns you to go here and do this and start kill these heartless. And so I kind of feel like that contributes to the very, how to say, the school days kind of feeling that the game has. Okay. Roxas doesn't really know why he has to do these things. He's just, this is just uh, what he's doing and what he's told to do. That's just his life. And I always think of Roxas through that school days, school life metaphor because of that line in Kingdom Hearts 2. Looks like my summer vacation is over. And it really sticks out for me because that's how I think of Roxas's experience. Okay, yeah. Like, but as you were saying, because we are doing this in the cutscene viewing thing, a great deal of time in my notes, I would just end up writing time passes dot 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 (laughs) as the game runs out of story for a while and just sends you out on a bunch of missions. Occasionally, it'll even give you notes that are like, and that this Disney bullshit happened and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. A quirk of the story, for those who don't know how 1.5 presents it, you you get all the cutscenes, but apparently a great deal of small story stuff happens like an in-game dialogue, like the whichever characters you're with talking to you during the mission. So if you like eventually you get things like today Rox is out with Vexen, who told him that he sucks and everyone besides Vexen sucks, and that's just written on text there with yep. a little bit of background music and like a title card. Yep. And you'll get like a few of those and they'll just pop forward again. Yep. Unlike the coded movie that we will talk in a, about in a few months, probably it's not voiced either. So it's just like blank text on screen. It's not that engaging, but the cutscenes themselves are occasionally quite excellent. So it's still I would say it's. Of the small scale experiences, this is my favorite of the three ones that they have in the uh, collections. Uh, followed by uh, key back cover, and then a distant third is coded. <laughs> yep. So our plan is going to be to cover this game in one episode. It's going to be a big episode. The game itself just simply is not as big as, say, Birth by Sleep, which I believe we're going to chop up into it's, several episodes. Not only that, though, um, because this because what we have is the cutscenes, and we don't have the context of the worlds and also because all the worlds are stuff that we already talked about in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, there's no real reason to try and break it into a full season, even though this story is about as meaty as Birth by Sleeps. It is a really good story, though. I, yeah. I really enjoy it, though. I think some people think it's a little bit slow because almost all the story is presented to you. Well, I guess I shouldn't say almost all, but like a huge well, amount of the story is presented to you as the characters shooting the shit on top of the oh yeah on top of Twilight Town's clock tower. Yeah, yeah, or so, or Amblin Alarm Castle Oblivion grumbling at each other. Yeah, 
And with that, let's get on to the story. This is the story of a tragic and forgotten year. The tale of Roxas, Axel, and their friend we did not know of. And then we cut into the intro sequence where once again we got the high-speed version of the Sanctuary playing. Yep. But this time over a mixture of scenes or chain of memories and Kingdom Hearts 2 were introduced to each of the members of Organization 13 in order with, with like flying subtitles of them coming up. We have number one, Zemnis, the superior of the in-between, enigmatic master over nothingness. Cool. <laughs> Zigbar, the free shooter, traverses between realms, skilled at recon. Zaldin, the whirlwind lancer, warrior and tactician, harnesses the wind. That, you don't need to remember him. Yeah, we don't need to remember him at all. He doesn't do anything. Vexen, <laughs> the chilly academic, domain over the power of ice. Brilliant. He wrote that himself, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> Lexius, the, the taciturn stalwart, commands the earth with quiet strength. Emphasis on quiet. Yeah, he doesn't do anything either. <laughs> Zexion, the cloaked schemer. Because we didn't remember what his his weapon is, wields shadows and illusions. Yep, his his weapon's so I, book. His weapon is book. People, pay attention. <laughs> so wait, does that mean he's an arcanist? Probably. Syx, the Luna diviner, adjutant, driven by the moon to seek hearts. Axel, the flurry of dancing flames, assassin with motives of his own. You think that sounds like his his like uh, business card? Yeah, that sounds like a business card. <laughs> Motives of your own? What's that? I just realized that Final Fantasy XIV terms, he is a dancer. No, the dancer is... Or yeah. actually, the dancer is next. No, the bar, no, is he no, a dancer or a bard? Is, is he a dancer bard. or a bard? He's a bard. You're right. Yeah. Demix, the melodious nocturne. Sitar playing. Wields water. Blade back. He's easy. Blade back. Yeah, he doesn't Demix do much. He might be important at some point in the future. He can't be bothered to have a backstory. Yeah. Luxord, the gambler of fate, controls time and wagers to win every game. That sounds about right. Marluxia, the graceful assassin, ambitions hidden by flowers and scythe. Not well, because it seems everyone knew he was up to. Yeah, like, it's pretty freaking obvious he was trying to portray people. That's That being said, though, I'm pretty damn happy that his... He now ha- his class is now represented by an official character class in a Final Fantasy game. Reapers in Final Fantasy fourteen, y'all. It's so cool. <laughs> Lark seen the savage nymph, armed with lightning, knives, and a temper. And a temper. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> Someone ran a foul of her that wrote that down. Yep. And trolliness. <laughs> she knows what she's about. She knows what the organization is about. Probably better than most of them do. <laughs> <laughs> And Roxas, the key of destiny, awakened in the flickering light of dusk. Oh, boy. So that's all 13 members of Organization 13. They're just just shooting up on the screen over all these clips of them. Like the words are popping all over. Like it's sort of a collage look almost. Very dramatic. We start on day 255. Day 255, um, we don't have full context. Roxas and Axel meet on the clock tower. In Twilight Town, and they are talking about her not being here. Roxas notes how much time has passed, literally day 255. Yeah. And he comments how he feels he's grown. Like, I acted like a zombie when I first met. Actually, you couldn't speak for the first week. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of start being pensive, talking about things like the high, why the sunset is dyed red. Mm-hmm. And then and then they're wondering, like, that someone isn't there that's missing. Random side comment. 
Matt, you know what's significant out of the number 255, yes? Yes. It is the highest number that a 8-bit integer can represent. I find that interesting, and it shows up a lot in JRPGs. So Roxas is going to overflow? Yeah, probably. This is right before <laughs> the overflow happens. <laughs> so yeah, Roxas is, is wondering where someone is, is worried, and Axel is kind of doing serious face behind Roxas's back. Yeah, we don't have any context at all for this. None at all. And then Roxas gets narrator's disease. And then the day rewinds back to day seven. It's a cool effect, actually. I really like the way this whole thing handles the calendar. It's really cool. Day seven, number 14. This is shortly after Roxas has been introduced to the organization. He has no idea what they want from them. And then another person is introduced. Like we're in the round room. Everyone's sitting there. Uh, basically, everyone's there for once. And Zenvis is like, this is a momentous day. And Rox is just kind of sitting in his chair blankly. Yep. Roxas has very little going on in his head right now. Yeah. Zenvis is like, we have a new friend. And Vexen brings someone in, which is just. Mm. We kind of get the impression that all the nobodies aren't really how to say all there for a, yeah. a week or two when they yeah. start existing. Actually, no, that's pretty strongly contradicted. I think that's very specifically Roxas that does that. Mm. Like, Xion is number silent. Number 14 is different. Yeah, number 14 like, is different. She... They come out They come out observing the Cloak Club rules, and they don't have anything to say. Those yep. them just calls them a chosen of the Keyblade. Yep. Everyone else is kind of bored. Axel's is kind of just itchy. Demix is fidgeting in his seats. Like, Roxas is like, he's just thinking, for seven days, all I have is my name and the number. I don't know who these people are around me. What the hell? Did I join a cult? Am I accidentally in a cult? What the fuck happened? What's a cult? I don't know what a cult is, but maybe this is one. But I'm just going to hang with him because I don't know what else to do. Honestly, even if Roxas did have his memories, he doesn't know any of these people or any of the things that are going on. He just true. basically got plunked into a new life anyway. True, true. That's basically all day seven have for us. So next we go to day eight, icing on the cake. Axel drags Roxas to the clock tower to share some ice cream. I think it's like right after a meeting, a mission, correct? Basically, Syx tells dumps Roxas on Axel. Says just, just train him. And so we're going to start with a little scene. The icing on the cake. Huh? And Axel hands him an ice cream bar. You remember what this ice cream is called? It's, um... Sea salt ice cream. I already told you before. Get it memorized. It's salty, but sweet. Roxas, you said the exact same thing the other day. I, I did? I don't remember. So what has it been, a week since you joined the organization? I... Guess it has. You guess it has? Come on, you must remember that much. Well, here you are, finally out in the field, working for the organization, right? For the organization. You might even say that today is where it all really begins for you. Where it all begins. As a member of the organization, I'll be receiving missions every day. But I'm still not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do. Little side comment there. Axel... Stop trying to make fetch happen. Get it memorized. Only really works if you're talking about your own name. And even then, it's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. Also, this early kind of low-key Roxas has a bad case of, of solid snake disease. Mm. Metal gearing. He's eating every. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have an identity at all. And therefore, right. he doesn't really have an ego. Mm-hmm. His his reactions are pretty muted. Like it's kind of hard. It's a, it's, it's a lot clearer with the animation having a very flat, blank face. But... Mm-hmm. 
he really does seem to be kind of a tabula rasa at this point. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot going on for him, unfortunately. It's also kind of understandable because he's literally seven days old, eight days old. (laughs) So then we go into what appears to be a a series of tutorial levels, judging because we go through several title cards for, I believe, five separate days. Yeah, days nine through 13. Roxas, even though Axel's betraying him, is dragged out by a whole bunch of the other uh, organization members and just pushed through random things. Yep. Marluxia explains why Roxas is around, specifically to create the artificial kingdom hearts by collecting hearts with the Keyblade. And Roxas is still just like, I have no idea what Kingdom Hearts is or what it does. Zexion explains how, well, we we don't have hearts. And Roxas is like, wait, we don't exist? If I was him, I'd be like, I don't understand how not having a heart means I don't exist when I'm clearly right here. I mean, clearly you need to look up a little bit of uh, philosophy, you know, the whole I think, therefore I am, right? But that's your brain. That's your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I have in my notes on day 10 that this is some real cult shit due to the organization members' goal of joining with Kingdom Hearts to become complete. Then Larxene just resents being with him, being the Hercule Blade makes him fight without it, which just seems like she's just trying to be horrible. Yep. And Rox is like, wait, so only I have this neat thing? Yeah, Roxas is not quite clear why he has the Keyblade. He's really just like being thrown into a very weird situation. And all he has is you are you work for us. You can use the Keyblade. Go do shit. Vexen shows off how smart he is by explaining how so how different worlds have unique rules, which I really don't think happens as much as the games could have it happen. Mm-hmm. I re- yeah, it really could be like way more interesting in that way. I mean, you get things like you go underwater or you can fly in Neverland. Those are kind of fun, but I feel like the it eventually does get better handled later on in the series. But then finally, Lexia says, be sure to fight good and be strong. And yeah. also you're important. Thanks. You, you added so much, Lexius. Yep. Yep. On the 14th day, Axel and Roxas bond over the idea of friendship. Seems like a thing to do. You see the uh, Twilight Town kids uh, hanging out. Roxas gets ideas when he sees them. It's like, does everyone act just running around all silly like? That's silly. Yep. And so Axel has a line that I just like. Friends eat ice cream together and talk and laugh about the stupidest things like those kids we just saw. Come on, let's go. Like because Axel because he was Axel's been trying to sell this. It's like, let's get ice cream. Yep. Why? Uh, because we're friends. So yep. I was like, and Rox is still metal gearing friends. I kind of feel that, you know, there's a actually a good reason for Axel to do this, but we don't really well find it out until later in the series. Yeah, we don't find out exactly why Axel has taken such an interest in Roxas, uh, like this much of an interest. But like, well. I don't even think it necessarily has to be Roxas. It's just that Roxas was there and convenient for the reason that Axel kind of wanted a new friend. There are other reasons than that. But yes, like Axel takes an interest in Roxas for several reasons is the impression that we get. And we don't get all of them right here. But you kind of see whenever Roxas asks certain questions, it kind of breaks a hole in, Axel, in Axel's like a facade. He gets confused. Like, why? Why should we get ice cream? And actually, he actually does seem a little confused. Like, it's well, we're friends. And, and yeah, that's that what friends was, are supposed to do. Right. Right. Yeah. We also do kind of get the impression that Axel behaves very differently from all of the other organization members. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Axel is very isolated from the rest of the organization members here. Like. Yeah. The only organization member we really see him interacting with outside of Roxas is Syx later on in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he actually seems to uh, give a wide berth to several of the members. Yeah. 
<laughs> so then, then we get to a bit of a time skip with just a wonderful little bit of narration. Day 15, missions. Roxas executed his missions without much thought. End of day. Yep. <laughs> Can we go to day 22? Yes. Skipping a whole left week. Behind. Day 22, left behind. Axel goes on a mission to Castle Oblivion, which will set up a rough timeline for where this happens because it's happening kind of concurrently to Chain of Memories right now. Well, let's keep in mind how many days in it is. This means this is 22 days after the events of Hollow Bastion where, where Sora stabbed his own heart. Maybe a little bit longer if it took time for Roxas to form. We don't know that. I think the and general idea is that as soon as Sora did that, Roxas was created. That's what the that's the impression no I get. Indicates, yeah, no evidence indicates otherwise, but I will also say minimum of 22 days. Like it yeah, minimum of 22 days. So it's, yeah. it's still so, extremely funny to me how... That one thing that Sora did in Hollow Bastion has given rise to the entire story of Kingdom Hearts 2, basically. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it is. It is set up the actually it is the cause of every story from here on out. Yep, apart from birth happened before. Apart from birth by sleep, maybe. Maybe. But doesn't it still like reverberate with some of the things there? It connects. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's very like so much shit happens in that one moment. And we're still dealing with ramifications of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Axel is telling Roxas he's going to miss this ice cream thing and he'll tell him where he's going because they're friends. Like how he's going to Castle Oblivion. And Roxas like, no one ever tells me anything. Yep. And the scene ends with Roxas is ice cream stick showing a winner mark. Roxas has no idea what that means. That's the the Mickey symbol, right? And, no, it uh, says winner on it. Oh, it just, just says winner. Says yeah. Oh, yeah. And so basically, you, you know, if I remember correctly, it's a thing where you like can go there and get a little prize or something like that. I feel like that's the idea we're supposed to get. But at the same time, Roxas has no idea what that means because he's 22 days old. Yeah, he has no idea even where uh, Axel is getting the ice cream from, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a that's actually a good question. Yeah, where are they Roxas getting just nowhere ice cream fry? I think he I think so, he buys it in Twilight Town or Yeah, yeah, he does. Like so so yeah, so in fact next day, day twenty three silent companion, after Syx explains to Axel his job is to eliminate any traitors he finds, Roxas is looking for Axel. He wants to ask him what to do with the stick. He's yep. been wandering around for a day. It's my interpretation. Yep. <laughs> he eventually just leaves in his room. <laughs> We have a quick scene where Sykes wants Axel to root out the traitors in Organization 13 in Castle Oblivion. It, funny thing is, Axel kind of taps Sykes there. He's like, oh, I'm sure I trust that that actually came from Zemnis, those orders, right? I think he just walks off. Surely some members will return. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, sooner or soon later, Sykes is really going to regret not getting more specific with those orders. Yep. <laughs> They're going to have a real personnel problem in Kingdom Hearts 2 because of this. I'm just imagining... S- s- uh, Axel going around Castle Oblivion at this point, finding the two of those those guys who are just hanging out, smoking weed in the, in the basement, in the, oh, yeah. rather smoking yeah. darkness. It's not dank weed; it's dark weed. Oh God, please kill me! New canon thing. Oh God, no. you made it. It's it's dark weed is no, a thing now. I want, I want to take it back. Dark weed is a thing. You you yeah. can't take it back. It's 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 canon. It's, it, it happened. <laughs> I need to have a filter over my random thoughts. No, you don't. Keep it up. <laughs> Anyway, is Shion's watching uh, Roxas through all this still hooded? Yep. And so that's so we go the next day where Demix is hanging out with Zigbar. But I don't know how much we get to see of that. Meanwhile, now I said it's day 24 silence broken. Shion's there again, just watching. And Demix is saying, I'm I'm glad no one, no loudmouth people are here. 
Mm. Astonishing self-awareness problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Demix. Well, it's more, just a guy. Everyone. I think it's more that, that Demix doesn't want anyone to be a loudmouth but himself. He wants to be the one doing the talking. Though he does talk about the bossy people. He likes no one around to tell him to do anything. True. He's just a lazy asshole. He's just a guy. Laid back. Laid back. Laid back. <laughs> Zigbar just keeps nicknaming everyone, calls Xion Poppet. Yep. Sayak <laughs> shows up and the others the others make themselves scarce. And Roxas does a mission with Xion. Yep. And on that mission, Xion finally removes her hood, and what do we see but a black haired Kyrie. So so now the rules of Cloak Club say Xion does not wear a hood anymore. It is worth noting, Roxas apparently found ice cream on his own because he was eating on his own on the clock. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I figure that the Moogles must sell it in the in the square or something like that. So given our knowledge that Scrooge in Kingdom Hearts 2 is trying to replicate the sea salt ice cream from his youth. So I have to wonder if something else that connects him to Twilight Town here. Maybe we'll find out. So yeah, Roxas and Sheena are doing missions together. Day 25 is called Two Keys. Mm-hmm. What do they fight? By the dark side, of course. I mean, you always got to fight a dark side as your first big fight in a Kingdom Hearts game. Always. Yeah, I guess. And Shion ends up also using a Keyblade. She actually is able to uh, call Roxas' Keyblade to her hand to, to attack. Yep, yep. Uh, which is weird. <laughs> she said she didn't know how to use the Keyblade either. She was surprised. And yep. then Roxas decides, you see Roxas, he's doing something kind of funny. He's clearly trying to step into the axle row. He's like, you've True. heard icing on the cake, which just sounds wrong. Now he's trying to be the cool senpai to... To Xion Kohai. <laughs> yeah, because I kind of feel like with without Axel, Roxas is kind of lost. But uh, Roxas did kind of develop enough of a personality and ego while hanging out with Axel to kind of realize that if Axel isn't here anymore. Then I got to be Axel. Or, yeah, ba- basically in order for th- things to happen, for uh, me not to fade away into nothingness again, I have to be Axel. Mm. By the way, we've completely glossed over this. We realize we would call her Xion, and how is the name spelled? X-I-O-N. Yeah. That's that's how you normally would imagine those letters would, would pronounce, correct? Uh, Most, mostly. I, I mean, loved, like, I always loved when I was a kid playing the Shilophone. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it I is... I asked Shire the other day, and I had cracked a leg. <laughs> okay, I was... <laughs> the, Overall, I think it's kind of there's a lot of different ways to pronounce an X. And I think the uh, the sh or zh sounds are becoming more common because of the fact that more people are knowing uh, Pinyin Chinese, which is what it is in in that. Let's go with the real reason. It's because they needed it to sound like a name that's actually pronounceable. But they also had a specific spelling that they wanted to do. Yeah, yep. they have to and they have to keep with the whole X thing. So I do kind of laugh at 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 these because a lot of Japanese uh, katakana names you you can't even tell that really that they're supposed to have an X until they spell it with English letters. <laughs> so like she has actually a little bit more. Even now, she's already a, seems a little bit more mentally active than Roxas. Like she's interacting. So this is actually ice cream. She's like, oh, it sounds like it's yours too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't Metal Gear quite as hard as Roxas had been doing. Mm-hmm. She's she's definitely withdrawn, but she seems able to link things a little better than he can. Yep. 
Yeah, she's she's being silent and withdrawn by choice, whereas Roxas was kind of withdrawn because he he didn't really have much of an ego at the time. So in the next block of days, the events at Castle Oblivion seem to happen. Roxas is hearing rumors about Castle Oblivion. Syx won't tell him shit, but Axel's missing. Yep. He has some missions as Zigbar what happens to the hearts and then suddenly he passes out. Yeah, Roxas falls into a coma. And we get a little flashback of the I've been to see him scene. He looks just like you. Mm-hmm. So this was day 27, but it was clearly like a, like a dream he's having while apparently out cold. Yep. And Xemnas and Sykes are both. They're trying to figure out what they'll do with Roxas, saying that he'll recover if the hero is stripped of all his memories. And then they know as well, I guess. Shion will work out for now. She at least has control of the Keyblade. So Shion apparently does missions on her own now. Well, Roxas is knocked out cold. We j- I don't even know. No idea there's any gameplay, of course. But. Yeah, Matt, do you remember if there's like gameplay where you're she on here or are you, is there like no gameplay at all? And it's all just Roxas I don't think Sinico. there's gameplay. I think you only control Roxas, but I could be wrong about that because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, so and then we jump ahead to day 49. So we're, yep. this is a few weeks. This day yep. is sleep. She on visits Roxas in his coma. Yep. She's been visiting daily, and she's been placing a collection of seashells by his side to mark how long he's been in the coma. Roxas is dreaming of of uh, Sora in like in the pod. Yeah, he keeps having Sora visions, which I think was that is that the term we used when we were talking about Roxas in the uh, at the start of Kingdom Hearts two. I don't remember like Sora dreams, Sora, Sora dreams, Sora visions, something like that. I like calling him Sora visions. I, in one I, word, Sora Vision, kind of like television, but Sora. So <laughs> day 50, we hear a voice. Right, it's day 50 from this town. He hears a voice saying, I thought I'd find you snoozing down here. I can't remember if it's, we can actually hear the voice or not. Because mm. it's a pretty it's a pretty distinct one. Right. And then Roxas wakes up. He holds a shell. Is it here that he holds a shell to the ear or does he meet up with Xion at the clock tower that hold a shell to his ear? I think he, the latter. He meets, he meets Xion. Like and like she's like, oh, you're awake because I just woke up, but I feel like a zombie. Mm-hmm. And Xion shows him how to use a seashell. Yep. And, and he has another Sora vision of Sora and Kyrie. I yep. think uh, that's mostly because the shell kind of triggers memories of Destiny Island. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because things now fall ahead a bit. We go from day 51 to day 71. Like we see Roxas alone doing missions by himself. There's no one at the clock tower. Mm-hmm. Like, is it are they are all these missions happening in like the same place as well? Just a few little really? Disney towns. No idea, because it literally just says day 52 solitude carried out his daily missions alone. Yep. There's only a few environments. It's kind of like chain of memories in that fact. You just mm. basically go on these missions and they send you to one of the Kingdom Hearts 2 environments and you fight some heartless in there and you come back. Yeah. Weird. And yeah, so we make it to day 71 reunion and in the side streets, Roxas is finishing a mission and so I yeah, I have my notes. Axel shows up like he didn't just vanish for two months. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, how's it going? Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, did he fuck off to Rio or Tahiti or some other tropical paradise to chill on the beach? Tahiti is I hear, a beautiful place. Uh, I think it's pretty hard to get there, though, especially yeah. right now. Yeah, big mood. Well, Hopefully well, dating well, the recording of this podcast right now. Oh, God, imagine if we take forever to release this and still not dated. Uh, Oh, geez. Uh, Anyways, ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Every everything comes back to ice cream. Tragedy and ice cream. That's what this episode's all about. 
Axel and Roxas, they're sharing their own ice cream up on top of the clock tower. Yeah. Roxas is like, I thought everyone was annihilated. It's like, nah, I'm tough. It's, it needs to be noted at this point here. Like, these two are already showing way more emotion than we've been told nobody should be able to. And yet, really weirdly denied, like, Roxas like, I was so worried. And I was like, we don't have the hearts to worry. Roxas hasn't bought into the cult programming. And Axel is like, still sort of like believing the cult programming, but he's it's being shaken by Roxas here. Axel seems to feel like the cult programming doesn't have him. But what we know of him in the future, I don't think he's loyal, but it has destroyed his self-worth. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Axel looks down on himself because of what they've convinced him. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like Axel rationally believes that nobody's do not have hearts and therefore, you know, whatever they're feeling must be vestigial. It must be the illusion of an emotion rather than a real one. He has logic himself into an explanation that has an emotional explanation that is way better. And frankly, has created a almost like silent depression over him. If you see it, the motion that bubbles out of him the most unwillingly is a self-loathing, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like Roxas's being and self-worth just naturally develop over the days that he is interacting with uh, Axel and Sheon. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And because of that, it goes to some pretty rough places. Mm-hmm. Then I said, we have Syx and Axel, and it's clear that one's a bit pissed with the other. Syx is bought into everything completely. Why didn't you report in? What? Not even one little word of appreciation? The only thing I've heard is that Naminé has gone missing. There one minute, gone the next. I don't know how she got out. Did you search every room? Are you kidding? You know as well as I do that searching through every room there is impossible. And the chamber. Did you find it? Come on, I would have told you that much. I got it to hand it to you. About Marluxia being one of the traitors. You know exactly what was up from the start. Hmm. I merely rounded up and sent off the ones who were getting in the way. Whoa there! Was I one of those who wanted to erase? Good to see you made it back safe. I disposed of Zexion, by the way. That definitely makes Syak stop for a moment. I moved things along just the way you wanted. At least for now. It is kind of funny to see the two of them arguing because it really just reads like bitter old relationship. Like it, it's it's amusing how much like it, there's a lot of like character relationships show, being shown here. But there's also quite a bit of plot. Mm. And we know perfectly well that Axel knows how, who Naminé left with. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just going, uh, I don't know. I blinked and she was gone. Yep. Yeah. Like Sykes is like, God damn it. I can't even call him on it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sykes is very interested in some chamber that we don't know much about. Yeah. I was like, did you search every room? I was like, I can't. It's a random number generated map. You know, remember that weird scene in Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix where Zemnis ends up going into the room uh, alone and talking to somebody uh, in, uh, was it Hollow Bastion? Well, no, he was talking to the scattered armor. Yeah, and, yeah. And in the gathering was the one the, the girl with blue hair was with. And then they mentioned that there's a sister chamber somewhere in Castle Oblivion, but they have not found it. Yeah. And that's the chamber, chamber of repose and the chamber of waking, I believe they were. Yeah, Zigbar mentions that other chamber, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, harassing Zexion. Yep. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is that we, we, know, we have heard of that chamber before. Yeah, specifically because it was added in to Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> <laughs> So already they're starting to, like, assemble 
a bit of a myth arc. There's an amusing scene where after that, where once again, um, Roxas and, and, and Axel are eating ice cream. Axel's like, you seem more cheerful. Roxas like, you too. Axel's like, huh, I guess he rubbed off at me. Apparently Sora's just that good a boy. Sora is such a good boy that even his mind and body after it loses his heart is still a good boy. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to say right now, there is not a force in the universe that can stop any bit of Sora from being a good boy. And I mean, and I'm using the word bit very literally here. Oh, God. Yeah, Guess yeah, what I'm watching right now. I know you're uncoded and, and very unhappy about it. But really? <laughs> <laughs> Even one who is a piece of Sora that is born in Twilight is still a good boy and very light oriented. Yes. Yes. So and then and then the next title card for day 73, The Promise, notes that Shion's also been missing for 10 days. And Rox is worried they won't be able to eat ice cream together because that was a promise. Yep. And then on day 74, Shion shows up at the manor fighting Heartless like she didn't just vanish for 10 days. I've seen a pattern here. <laughs> I think they, they really need a better accountability system. Like you need to sign out on the sheet when you're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and this next scene is really fucking weird. I believe they're back up on the tower. Yeah, yeah. With some camera angles that is implying Roxas' perspective, Xion's hood is down. But when it's favoring Axel's perspective, even though this is all third person, Xion's hood is up. It, it looks like a glitch. It's so weird. Yeah. Like those shots tend to be further away because Axel's sitting on the other side of Roxas. So you're seeing Xion from further away, maybe a little higher up, and she's wearing the hood again. Yeah, and yeah. No one's saying anything about it. So. Yeah. It, it's not commented on at all by the story. Like the first time I saw it, it's just like, did they not make a model for Xion in this scene? Is this a bug? Yeah, it, it seems like it might have been a mistake. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like it is clearly it, like if it is in there and is intended is like the director is doing something that I am not on the level of Galaxy Brain to understand yet. <laughs> yeah, well, for what it's worth, I might as well spoil a little bit. This is something explainable, but it's surprisingly subtle for what it is. Yeah, it's weird enough that it feels like it's a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, at least initially, but you have to pay attention because they don't actually spell this out for you directly. Very late, someone gives a decent explanation, and it's it is understandable at that point. They certainly take their time. It's like there's still hints about it even at the end of the scene because once Axel accepts Shion as a friend, he also sees her with the hood down, but no one remarks on it still. Like it's as though it was always down. Whatever was happening with Cloak Club has some weird rules right now. Also, Xion cannot use the Keyblade anymore for whatever reason. Rox is like, OK, I'll do both our work because that's that's healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. So for day 75, I also have in my notes. Wait, I guess there's actual Disney stuff in here because they meet the genie during a mission. Yeah. After a sandstorm wrecks Agrabah, the genie's like, I'll fix it. And I was like, no, I want everyone to have to build this town again. Fuck having your home. OK. I also have in my notes that the still of Genie talking to Roxas and Xion is fucking great. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what it looks like, but it just like cracks me up every time I see it. But it was all one big weird lesson in friendship for Roxas. I think it, I feel like one of the side effects of the HG Remix movie is that a lot of these small little character arc themes kind of get relegated into these weird little screens just because they didn't get any cutscenes written for them. We're basically like, like Roxas heard something from the genie. So he says, Axel, what are best friends? Yeah, well, yeah. Shion asked what's the difference between plain friends and best friends. And Axel's just like, I don't think I have any best friends. Sorry, Roxas and Xion. He doesn't like you yeah. enough. He's like, I think they're the same, but I think best friends are a little a little higher. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I like I think there's also a little bit of like distance from Syx there because yeah, I was going to say that that's just, that's not, I guess, less insulting Ro Roxas and Xion and more throwing shade at Syx in his mind. 
Like he is, I think he is very uh, upset about how his relationship with Sykes has sort of deteriorated. I definitely could see that. Yeah, I think that's what it is, actually. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, like, like there was that whole scene where Sykes implies that he may have sent Axel off to die. Yeah, at the very least, Axel kind of makes a joke about it. And he Sykes isn't all that willing to turn the joke around. He just lets he lets us stand, which is kind of awkward. Day 94, we get to see Zemnis doing a big old cult leader speech. Yeah, he's got everyone assembled at that that big that big platform where he faces off against the heroes of the end of two before it goes into the weird worlds, the altar of naught. They're all staring up at the artificial kingdom hearts. The time has arrived. At long last, we see before us the great collection of hearts. Hearts full of rage, hate, sadness, and bliss. Shining down upon us is the crystallization of all hearts. Kingdom hearts. There in the sky hangs the promise of a new world. My friends, let us gain further power to conquer the human heart and claim it as our own. Let us remember why we are here and what we hope to achieve. Hearts shall be gathered and made our own. Hearts shall never again have power over us. All right, after that, I have on my notes, as Eminem seems in particular to want to control hearts rather than be controlled by hearts, which feels like an emotion versus logic theme, which we're kind of getting a lot of in general here. I, I, like, as I mentioned before, uh, Axel has sort of logic himself into a corner about his emotional state. Yeah, I kind of feel like like Zemnis has kind of a paradox in in what he wants because he 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 realizes that in order for a person to exist, a person has to have a heart. But he hates the idea of being controlled by that heart. Right. And not going to lie, you see that an awful lot of people nowadays. We really do. And in fact, that that makes me think that a lot of the idea of of, you know, the nobodies in Kingdom Hearts is, in fact, kind of a criticism of that, you know, that that whole. I don't know if we can go that I don't know if we can go that far to to say it, but I'm like, you can pull that theme out of it. I wouldn't say like maybe they didn't intend it that way, but I think you can read it that way. Yeah, like I think it's an interesting reading uh, is what I'll say, like especially when you consider like Kingdom Hearts is a story that runs on emotional logic and people keep trying to logic out what it's actually about when Mm -hmm. it is about what it is about when you play it. (laughs) They really do play up that whole idea of hearts make us who we are. And and so like even a regular person isn't really a person until you have some kind of connection with other people. It's Mm -hmm. not just nobodies. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Have emotional intelligence is the mm. is a pretty big. I feel like that's a pretty big theme in general with how Kingdom Hearts is trying to tell its story. But yeah, afterwards uh, we got Roxas, Axel, and Shion all talking about Kingdom Hearts. Axel is just kind of like, yeah, uh, if we gather enough hearts, we'll get hearts of our own, right, guys? And like they're asking, like, well, what's Kingdom Hearts? Just well, it's gathering hearts. It's Kingdom Hearts. Is it's it's Kingdom Hearts. You know what it is. We have to complete it. Yeah, I have in my notes. Roxas, is Kingdom Hearts really that important? Me, 
Probably not. The real Kingdom Hearts are the friends we made along the way. Damn it. Oof. <laughs> I hate the it's, fact that that is an actually an accurate statement. Yes. It's always accurate for this series. Yes. <laughs> the real the real card deck was the friends you made along the way, if you recall. Yep. <laughs> All the best cards were your friends. And I'm told in a future game, the real Pokemon are the friends you make along the way. Is that? Oh, accurate? yeah. Yeah, that is exactly what happens in Dream Drop Distance. You make a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> you make Pokemon from your dreams. Well, Axel, he's kind of now we see an Axel who's just trying to he's dogmatic because he's clinging to hope here. Like once I don't understand because I don't have a heart. He's like, well, we'll understand we have our own hearts. This will get us our hearts. I'm sure of it. They also get into a little bit about how everyone's different. Axel talks about how memories make a person. And Shiana and Roxas both lack memories. Uh oh. Axel notes that we're all different because we each of us have memories. Funny because Axel kind of just got back from Chain of Memories and he absorbed the theme. Like he, <laughs> I mean, ever ever since Chain of Memories introduced him and got it memorized was his theme. Axel has been very strongly thematically connected with the idea of the importance of memories. And he's very consistent. They asked, so what were you like before? He said, I like this. Yep. He's usually pretty straightforward about that kind of thing. He only lies when he needs to lie. Which is a lot of the time. <laughs> then on the 96th day, Roxas loans Shion the Keyblade so Shion can get back to doing work. It was in the middle of a fight. She takes it to, to save him. I mm-hmm. think they were actually fighting in Beast Castle, but don't go into that. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, once after the fight's over, she realizes she can call her Keyblade again. Yep. So then they have one more happy trip to the roof of the clock tower. And I have in my notes, Roxas decides to trip a flag and want these happy days to last forever. You had to ruin it, Roxas. Uh. You don't think things like that. Don't say things like that. <laughs> Axel's like, you know, nothing lasts forever, especially for us. It's okay if things change. Roxas, huh? <laughs> it really is about that, about that off. And Axel goes on about if we keep each other in our thoughts, and Roxas like, that just, that's not sounding like you at all. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so we jump ahead in our 20 days. We're at day 117 now, and Axel's sitting in his room. Yep, Axel and Syx just have one big falling apart. As he sits in his room, the door opens. Huh? And Syx enters. Ever heard of knocking? What do you want? Tell me what Xian's been doing. Well, how should I know? I'm not spying on her. The two of you look pretty close. So what? Now I've got a rat on my friends to you? I think you should just go. Today, you and Xian will be going on the same mission. Well, thank you, sir, for personally delivering that message to me. We also need you to go back to Castle Oblivion soon. Says Lord Zemnis. That castle hasn't given up all its secrets. One even he doesn't know of its whereabouts. Even he doesn't know. You mean the chamber, right? We turn that place inside out. If it's there, we're not going to find it just by looking. Then let me give you another reason. Xion comes from the castle to which Naminé can be traced. <laughs> the place where both Naminé and Xion were born. It's practically calling out to you. Hmm, whatever. As far as the castle goes, you're the one who really wants to go there. By finding the room that Zemnis is searching for, you would find out everything about Zemnis's true agenda. Am I right? The Chamber of Repose, as well as the Chamber of Waking. Zemnis has an agenda he hasn't told to anybody, and we are bound to find some clues in the Chamber of Waking. And once we obtain those clues, we'll have the upper hand for our own objectives. I knew the time would come when Vexen and Zexion would get in your way. 
That's why I took the initiative and cleared the way to the top for you. I can handle all the dirty work. You go all the way to the top. You will be going on a sole mission to Castle Oblivion. Expect the orders soon. Castle Oblivion, Namine, and Xi'an. So yeah, that's a lot to go through there. They're clearly talking about their own agenda, separate from Zemnis. Possibly the first time we've seen Syx at all go outside towing the line. We definitely got the impression before that, you know, Axel and uh, Syx are close in some way. Yeah. Some kind of connection. Like, but, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of the two people join the mob to try and make it to the top type thing. Kind of, kind of like Jojo Part 5. You actually went there, man. Yes, I did. <laughs> but yeah, so now we get that explicitly stated that these two have some kind of plan that they are. It's been enough implied. Like, like Syx is the one who's ambitious and Axel is trying to help his friend, quote unquote. But like, it's pretty clear now that the relationship is being strained by the agreement between them. Because even though Axel is telling Syx we did to help him, they're still just very icy throughout. We go on to the next day. I have in my notes, Zigbar takes Roxas to Olympus Coliseum, open parentheses, question mark, close parentheses. To look for new members to join the organization, open parentheses, question mark, question mark, close parentheses, open parentheses, Zigbar, what is your deal? Close parentheses. Eh, he was bored. <laughs> like, yeah, Zigbar is... Um, Weird. Zigbar has... Weird parts to his agenda. I do not understand why they're like looking for new members to join the organization when they're already. Like, well, OK, I guess they are missing members right now. They could. Yeah, we got to fill in some holes. Yeah, they have to fill in some holes. I guess that makes sense. Never mind. But if you but if you count Z, Xi'an, they're only four short of the requirements. True, true. But Xi'an's number 14, so she doesn't slot in. So there's five. Nope. You know, they call their number 14. Hmm. Yep. Well, it says Axel and Xion are eating ice cream, wondering if Zigbar is making things miserable. Xion starts recovering her own memories, though. So something happened between her and Axel. The next day, Axel and Roxas have another clock tower conversation. Now with a bit more oof. <laughs> are the kids here on summer vacation already? Nah, can't be. It's much too early. Summer vacation? What's that? It's a dream come true, that's what. Where they get a whole month off. A month off? I wouldn't know what to do with that much time. I can't even figure out how to fill a day. You'd be surprised. They give you plenty of homework. And of course, you have to play with your friends every day. Trust me, it's over before you can blink. Mm. I could deal with seven days, maybe. Oof. Yeah. One thing worth noting is that we lost over is that just before this happened, Roxas actually had the day off and he couldn't figure out a thing to do. He just kind of wandered around. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of tells you more about how Roxas, again, has a very empty existence, even now as he's improving. It's something like a foreshadowing and a callback at the same time. Prequels are weird. So Xi'an comes up. They all shoot the shit. Becomes more clear than ever that there's nothing that makes the three different from ordinary people in any meaningful way. Axel's rambling about his dark secrets and joking about it. Yeah, uh, they they tease him back. It's just it's just very normal. And none of them even don't even take a moment to think to each other. Well, we did not supposed to be able to do this. It doesn't even come up. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of uh, it feels like it's only really their beliefs that makes them feel that they're not real people. So Axel leaves off on their secret mission, presumably what Syx was telling him was going to happen. Yep. And nothing really happens for a bunch of days. Wait, I have a bunch of notes about Zaldan in my notes for day 119. Skip them. Um. Yeah, no one cares about Zaldan, you're right. Especially not Xi'an or Roxas. 
Anyways, day 149. We keep skipping over a lot of time because there's just nothing going on here apart from gameplay. I don't even know if there's missions or if it literally just jumps ahead. Axel returns to meet Broxus. They all have ice cream, as usual. Xion's not there, though. Yeah, Xion's not there, and we see her freaking out in her bed. Something happened at Beast's castle recently. But now we say freaking out, she's kind of like curled up and kind of shaking and saying how yeah. she's not a sham. Yeah, like she's saying she's not a sham. A little bit later, Roxas sees, sees Xion being told off by Sykes, and Xion doesn't want to talk to Roxas about it. No one is talking about anything together. Uh-oh. Yeah, not, it's not going so great. We have a really brief memory of Xion fighting a, a bandaged, a blindfolded man, but that's still just a uh, image so far. Yep. At the clock tower, Axel finds Roxas. Roxas lies about not having seen Xion that day. This is rapidly falling apart because no one's talking to each other. Yeah, when they start talking about how how can nobody's have important things, they speculate if they were to just steal Demix's shit, he'd be mad. That that's a great mental image. Just like, why don't we pick on Demix? Demix sucks. Let's steal a sitar. <laughs> I really keep sick of him shouting dance water. Axel concludes that memories would be the most important thing to nobody's, and he, so that part of that's because he's still convinced that having a heart means they can't feel things. Which means their memories are the only things that even can remind them what that's like, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, their memories are what remind them of emotions. So, for that reason, that would be their most valuable thing. Which causes Roxas to decide his most important thing to him are his memories of Axel and Xion. I have in my notes, oof. <laughs> we'll be revisiting that later. Yeah, Roxas says I was he's scared by the thought of losing them, and Axel's like, well, you can't do, be scared. Mm-hmm. You just must remember. Yeah, I know you said you don't remember anything, but it, there's still quite a little bit of logic, bro. And Alex trying to reason his way out of it, all the emotions he's feeling. <laughs> After another mission the next day, we have Roxas and Xion talking as usual. Xion is still mulling over that encounter, and for whatever reason, it's now pretty clear that it was Riku that she was meeting. Yeah, like he said, when I believe that she's fighting with her hood up and it comes down during it and Riku seems to be unnerved to see her face. But he they ask her about her sham keyblade before it goes. Whatever he saw wasn't correct. It wasn't right. Because like Riku really comes down or says her keyblade's worthless and a sham. You can't fight fire with sparks. Mm hmm. And he's like, he even just points out like he he kind of cheap shots her like she's hurt yep. and he punches her right in that side. Yeah. It says you need to get away from that crowd. Yep. And she's like, no, you're the sham. It's like, fair enough. I'm the biggest nobody of the ball because God damn it, Riku. Yep. God so, damn it. That's all I can say. He's, he is. It is. I'm the I'm such a bad guy. Woe is me. T- term. Roxas ends up snapping Xion out of all these dark thoughts. Xion asks the question we've been given all game. What is the point of this and why do we need hearts? <laughs> like, it, we're going to keep driving that point home here because these people are in a cult and their cult leader is lying to them. That's what's going on here. And that's it. It's like, yeah, but and then we see some weird shots here. Like we like Xion walks away. Axel shows up. We get at the crossroads to Castle Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And then and something with Phil. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we get some narrations that are interrupted by Phil for some reason. <laughs> so dumb question here. Do you think that Zemnis is intentionally lying or do you think he's a true believer and just I th- OK, uh, tell and just telling them uh, what he believes and he's wrong? I, I will not be able to fully talk about what I believe is going on with Zemnis until after Birth by Sleep. 
But what, what I will say is this. Xemnas has part of a plan that he is adhering to very strongly. That's what's going on. Very least, he believes something, but he's definitely deliberately manipulating everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next block of days is days 171 through 174. The first day I have these in my notes. Roxas watches Beauty and the Beast to learn about love. Zaldin <laughs> says love is stupid. We still don't care about Zaldin. Zaldin is stupid or we don't even care. Yeah, we don't. We, Axel doesn't want to talk about love with Roxas. And then the real beat of the block happens the next day. She unfalls in a coma. Oh, no, not again. It's like history. It rhymes. <laughs> well, at the very least, Roxas, he learns he learned from the uh, before. He starts leaving shells for Shia on her pillow. Not history, poetry. It's like poetry. It rhymes. That's what the line is. Yeah. And I also have in my notes, Axel and Sykes bicker like a feudal couple because yeah, that it happens. goes on and on. Yep. They do that a lot. They do that a lot. And then just to round out a very weird block that has that starts with Zaldin being Zaldin and it has a middle section of Xion doing uh, falling into it a is, coma. It is worth noting that the cause their fight is that Syrix told Rox to stop worrying about a failure like Xion. And, and the actor's was like, that's too far, dude. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then we close out with Rox is going to Halloween Town to learn about fun from Lock, Shock and Barrel. How, that was just a, how did things not go so much worse there? <sighs> yeah. Well, anyways, we're going to kind of have another 20 days. We're, we're zipping along here. Yep. Shion wakes up after uh, her own coma block. I think the exact same amount of time for Shion's coma as Roxas's coma. We we have another flash of the scene where Sora makes a Roxas by accident. But then it's Shion that wakes up from that scene. But then we, she has a daily mission and immediately passes out again because that's just not going well. Yep. Passes out from a Sora vision of all things. Why is Shion having the Sora visions this time? Uh, maybe Roxas won't stop talking about him. Yeah. Sykes continues to be a dick about things because that's what Sykes does. Yeah. It's like, well, I didn't take long. Did it break again? Because she's I, I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to play Ugh. things too deep there. But there's versions of of this gendering pronouns, which is cruel no matter what. And denying someone personhood in total was always one of those. Yeah, that is the absolute worst thing to call someone. Axel just literally tells him to shut your mouth. Yep. Tyx is shocked, actually. Yep. It's like, you have changed. What happened at Castle Oblivion? Does it pass me nothing to you? Rex and Axel take Xion back to her room. Rox is, is like, holy shit, Axel cares about Xion, too? Like, he hasn't quite fully learned how friends work yet? <laughs> like, oh, right. We're all best friends. And we all have a little laugh. Yeah, she wakes up to Axel being awkward, which is just kind of amusing in a way. And now, back by popular demand, it's Namine. Drawing a picture of all three of them. Yep, it's our new best friend squad getting a picture of their own. <laughs> so the next day, Axel's just decided to start raiding Vex and stuff because he's not going to need it. Yep. He's reading his notes. They were labeled the truth about Namine. In all caps. What was that read like? And then, because no one else is as brilliant as me, only I thought to try this test. So it was a huge success. All hail Vex. Axel's like, okay, skipping ahead. Yeah, it's just 100 pages of this. (laughs) (laughs) At the end, oh, by the way, fuck you. Fuck you, whoever's reading this. I would almost respect Vexen for that because I could see him doing it. Because we need to bookend these blocks of days with Disney nonsense, Roxas and Axel have a Neverland adventure where Roxas gets Axel to believe he can fly. I can't believe reading Vex's notes would leave you with any happy thoughts. Like, I, all I know is, like, that is a interesting way to end this block. It just happens. 
Day 224, a novelty. It's what you all been waiting for. Back by popular demand. It's Diz. You suck. <laughs> yeah, Diz and Namine are in the sauropod chamber. I think a nobody oh. is interfering with the memory reconstruction process. Like uh, my, sh- my Shonen Boy Aquarium is nowhere near as fun as I hoped it would be. Namine has noted that Sora is missing some memories. Diz is like, surely he doesn't need those because Diz is a dick. <laughs> I try to remember exactly how rough what he says. Oh, I think he could do without a memory or two. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Sora forgot how to put on pants. He doesn't need pants. He needs the keyblade to kick my revenge. (laughs) So, yeah, when all that happens, who do we blame? Tiz in general. Thank Namine. (laughs) There we go. That's the answer. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. And And Nami's like saying, no, listen, he might need the memories to wake up. Yep. Fine. And like Diz is like, so what do you mean? And I was like, well, if his memories become her memories, she won't survive it. And then we smash cut to Shion so that we know for sure who Namine was talking about. Yes. And then Shion, they're all having ice cream and Shion starts pressing Axel on Castle Oblivion. Yep. Axel's just like, and, no. 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 This place sucks. Don't go and there. He's not wrong, but. It is a silly place. Let's not go there. Let's go to the beach. And they just kind of stop. Yep. They just kind of like, maybe? Day 225 is called Quietude. In the narrative panel, it's horrifying us all. Shiana sad and leaves without eating ice cream. Good God. Good. That's how you know something is really wrong. Serious mode. We're getting into the serious section. No, but for real, though, we are actually going to be getting into the serious section now. Because first we know she finds notes of Castle Oblivion, then suddenly... It's day, once again, day 255, the longest day. So this is where we came in. In the big chair room. Yep. Where Syax tells Xemnas that Axel has been sent to clear out Castle Oblivion. I'm assuming that they just figure Zexion left his stash behind. They really need it. It's gotten too gloomy here. Yep. We need that. We need more dark weed. Yep. Got to go find, got to go find that stash that they left in the basement. We, they took it all when they left. Also, Vexen, Vexen freaking stole my freaking stole my 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 uh, toothbrush. And I just need that. Yep. He said so, he, he said he needed to run experiments on it. I, I really should get a new one, but I've not made a money. Yep. Also, Nominee's disappeared and Zigbar seems to know what's up, but he's not telling. Oh, yeah. He's just being Zigbar with all his might. I'm not sure why he was invited to this meeting, because all he's doing is, oh, she's gone. Where could she be? It's like. Are you accomplishing anything? He's just monkey puppet meme. Yeah, Zigbar <laughs> always just seems to have that air about him where, like, he knows exactly what's going on, but he's not going to tell you. Yep. I th- I d- I'm not even sure he does all the time, but he always wants you to think he does. Maybe sometimes yep. he does, but he's always going to convince you he does because he wants you to ask so he can so he can mess with your head. Monkey yep. puppet meme. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So nobody knows nobody knows what Shion is up to either. Yep. But Zemdis' circuitous plan is nearly one quarter complete. And it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shion, Shion has left the, the, the gaggle of idiots and gone to Castle Oblivion. Is yep. this an improvement? I I don't know. Maybe. But, well, but as soon as she's there, she has a flashback of being there. Yep. She's taken out of there by Syx. Axel tries to get her to go away. Shion is just like, nope, I'm from the castle. I'm going to get in there. And Axel, he's kind of being pretty desperate here. He says, you really, you don't want to do that. It's, it's a, I don't want you. A, they'll do worse. They'll destroy you if you keep poking here. It's not because you're useless, but I'm trying to protect you. 
Yep. She, but then she goes and opens the door. The problem is he's trying not to say anything. He's like, uh, no, seriously, I know what's going on. We need the let's not keep Rox's way. He won't talk to her directly. And that seems to be a mistake. Yeah, I think he's just very afraid of letting the secret spill, basically. Well, I also think he's afraid of losing her. So. Yeah, that yeah. too. Right. And we have a, that repeat of the scene from with Axel and Roxas before, up to even wondering where she is. Now, you know, they're thinking about Xi'an, of course. Yep. It plays out a whole lot harder now because we have two friends, one who knows what happened to their other friend and the other that doesn't. Like, yeah. it, there's and there's a huge wall between Roxas and Axel at this point that Roxas is not fully aware of. So, yeah. So Xi'an's in Castle Oblivion looking into some sort of orb going like, I'm not who I thought I was. I wasn't who I was. Mm-hmm. And then we start cutting ahead through days again, quicker and quicker. Yep. Xemnas announces that Xi'an is missing. No one can look for her. Just go eat. I- Sorry, Roxas, you just got to go eat ice cream alone for 20 days. Yeah. He tells that he even confronts them. It's like, no, just trust me. I'm right. Then Axel stops appearing at the usual spot, too. And this goes till day 276. So, yeah, this next part is confusing. So this is just what I wrote in my notes. Yeah. Roxas has a sore vision as he reaches Destiny Islands. He sees Xi'an on the brooding island. But Xion removes the hood and things go glitchy. Suddenly, it's Zexion. Now, Roxas is watching Riku's encounter with Zexion in the Castle Oblivion Destiny Island. The words from Zexion cause Roxas to flip out. And now Roxas is Xion. And now Xion is Riku. Now Riku is Sora. Blindfold Riku is holding a barely coherent Xion at the end of this. It's like it's like Roxas is experiencing a scene. It keeps switching between like being an outside observer and being in the middle of it. So it's like it's it is one of those weird fever dreams. It feels like where you keep changing who you are. And so even though this is the scene, like if you're, this is a lot closer to it was originally it was fake Sora slash Zexion harassing Riku, but that switched. So mm-hmm. and then Sora turns into Shion more or less. It, it's mm-hmm. very confused. Yep. And now that we're all confused, <laughs> Riku and Naminé decide to have a conversation about really important shit. They're have it's like the bit where they're having like a nice fancy dinner at a table 30 feet apart and they're at the ends. I can't yep. believe neither of them have to shout. They basically sort of explain what's actually happening and why this is a problem. Yeah. Roxas has developed a memory leak, and yep. as Xi'an is a fatal error because of it. Yep. And all this is preventing Sora from booting up. Yep. Memories are leaking from Sora to Roxas to Xi'an, and Xi'an's existence, therefore, is preventing Kingdom Hearts 2 from starting. <laughs> oh, damn it. Unfortunately, that's the sort of the nature of prequels. Prequels are always tragedies. The fact that the prequel is happening means that it also has to set things up for things to be the way they are at the start of a story. And at the start of a story, things aren't always great. So prequels are always tragedies. We're going to return to that theme a lot in this coming season. And this is a mess. Like, Naminé explains she'd have to go in and pick the memories out one at a time, practically, because the memories are all mixed together horribly. And Diz won't allow that sort of time frame. It's like she couldn't imagine they want to be people. She's shocked that they wanted to exist almost. Yeah, I have in my notes that she's shocked that Roxas and Xi'an want to exist. And but the tragedy in all this is that for Sora to return, Roxas and Xi'an can't exist. And she does seem pain when she's saying this. The only solution would be for them both to go away. And then she has a, some interesting thing to say about Xi'an. It's like, did you know her face was blank at first? Now there's a face that's clearly visible. I think that's proof she's entered Sora's memories. Mm-hmm. All three of their memories are jumbled messes. And to put them back to one, there's no other way. Huh. Yeah, it's all very, very strange. So we kind of get this, this impression here that Xi'an is some kind of very strange existence that is even stranger than a normal nobody. Yeah. Yeah. After the scene, Riku sees Roxas running through a portal. 
yeah, somehow Roxas saw some of this and how it affected him. It seems like his mind was affected, so it confused him too. But he yeah. was there in some form. Yeah. Like, Shion imagines the three of them at the beach, but she's like, so is it that it can't exist then? Even eating ice cream with Axel, Roxas commented on how confusing that cutscene was. He's not sure what's going on. He's like, I don't even know if the mission happened. He comments that maybe he saw Shion there because he wanted her to be there. Axel says he'll use his spare time to help Roxas. But things don't get better for him because immediately the Cheshire cat starts fucking with him in a, in a narrative scene. Yep. It's another Disney bookend where a Disney character does something weird that kind of breaks the narrative pacing. The Cheshire cat is probably the last person you want to see if you're already confused, though. I mean, it's a fir- he's the first person who'd want to see you if you're confused. But, you know, yep. it's not so big. <laughs> so... Now we've made it to day 296. Xi'an's basically been missing for over a month again. Yep. And Roxas is almost ready to give up, but he's thought, there's like, there's one place I've been. I haven't been to Castle Oblivion. I have in my notes, Axel, internally. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Scream internally. (laughs) So Axel, well, still trying to downplay it. This is what's kind of a really funny tone here. Uh, There's nothing there anymore. Well, apparently she's from there. It's like, so, <clears throat> Axel, that's going to be a hard one to sell. So, yeah, the next day, Roxas and Axel go to White Castle. We made that joke already. Yes, we did. But with different characters. So it's still new. Wasn't there a sequel? What was the, what was the title? It, you don't want to go there. No, what was the title? I want to know. Guantanamo Bay. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it's Escape from Guantanamo Bay. I, I gave you a warning, man. Oh, no. <laughs> so I understand is it's much worse. I mean, I don't I've never seen these movies. I just know the title is kind of of uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is kind of catchy. So the first one, the first one, I guess, for a stoner style comedy with some like really like experience of people who aren't white in America with parts of it is is OK. I see enough of it that it's OK. I wouldn't want to see it again. I've only heard bad things about the seconds. So are we going to start comparing things to stoner comedies now? Or do we have Dude, Where's My Keyblade? No, dude, where's my Kyrie? <laughs> I love it. The hearts one. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What are some other stoner comedies? I love it. Uh, uh, let's see. Super bad is a stoner comedy, right? I've never seen that one. Neither. Um, um, also, uh, isn't Super Troopers kind of a stoner comedy, or is that more a? Com- no, that's, that's a. That's just a cult classic, I think. Yeah. And by the way, the guys from that are, are making a are doing a weekly TV show about fire department with several of the there Tacoma <laughs> FD because the joke is Tacoma is the rainiest place in the country. <laughs> That's Super fair. Troopers has has stoner comedy, but they kind of beat on the stores a lot. So, yeah, uh, Pineapple Express. I have no idea we can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, baked all the way back. So I'll, yeah, I think Fruit Express. Oh, I think we need to cut most of this. <laughs> I'm entertained. I'm entertained by the stupid diversion. Are you not? Are you not? <laughs> so then Roxas's head starts splitting open. He must have been listening to our conversation just now. Yeah. So much <laughs> rushing into my head. The puns, the puns. Yep. Axel has to drag yeah. him back home. And weirdly enough, then he hears Riku and Roxas responds to Riku's voice. It's like, give me up already. I thought you were stronger than that. Yep. Axel conveniently ignores this. <laughs> I don't even know. It's an, Axel, he doesn't even say what happens. Like, you just collapsed, man. Yep. Yep. Roxas heads and back then, to the castle. Two cloaks show up. One is Xion, the other is obscured. 
I don't even think they make it to the castle. I think they're actually because they're he's about to head back. Yeah, he's about to head back. Twilight time because they chase him through the underground passage. Yep. One is Shion, the other is obscured. It's obviously Riku. <laughs> and Axel's like, there was an imposter. It's like, that wasn't Shion. <laughs> Shion portals away. The other baits Roxas into the Twilight Town tunnels where he, where he also portals away. Roxas is flummoxed. <laughs> and like, Roxas like, that could have been Shion, but she's hiding right around the corner. Yep. Riku walks up to make sure she's not having any second thoughts about going away. And she just goes, huh. As all she yep. does is, huh. Yep. Next day. 298 fracture. He's once again chasing Xi'an, who it turns out to be like through Twilight Town once again. Yep. Xi'an is not willing to come back when Roxas tries to get her to stay. She pulls the Keyblade on him. Axel, he's fighting her. She blocks Shakram's. Roxas calls out. Xi'an looks at him, so Axel gives her a a chop to the back of the head. Axel portals away, carrying Xi'an. Roxas is very confused by all this. No one talking to him. Yep. Day 299. Sora. It's very bad for Roxas here because both of his friends are now acting in ways he cannot understand. And not talking to him. And mm. not talking to him. Like, she had one explain herself and she almost attacked him. And Axel is like f- clearly worked against interests he would expect. Attacked she and took her away and again wouldn't speak to him. Yep. The next day we have a bit more Syx and Axel bickering. We make sure to note that Xi'an's state of non-existence is even more non-existent than Roxas. I don't know how there's a sliding scale of that, but okay. Yep. And we also get Axel's original name. It's Lee, Lee. spelled L-E-A. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why in that last episode we had some name arguments, because we know this one's not named Leah. Yep. Hey, memorized. <laughs> That's terrible. Yes, it is. I need that. I need I need pixel art of Axel in the style of cross code. <laughs> He has the little horns with the with the you horns very specifically. In, yeah, I, I want to put him in Lee's hat at least. He's, yeah, and then maybe he's like feeling them and looking very confused. Spheromancers use chakram. They do. <laughs> I also kind of, well, they use any weapon, but yes, that too. But I also kind of imagine like uh, him him with Lee's troll face. Oh God! <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Isn't it? Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I need that fan art right now. So Roxas goes to Zemnis and Zemnis is like, you're all very valued members of, of the business. We're happy to have you with us. Thank you for being part of Zemnis Incorporated. Goodbye. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, it's really about that useful. Yep. Zemnis has no use for anyone asking questions. He's a cult leader. He's got a cult to run. She needs her rest. Worry not. Yep. To speak to operator, press three. <laughs> it might as well be. Yep. Yep. It's basically a form letter, but in person. Yep. But the thing is, he, he, then Roxas thinks about the conversation, Dark March, and the I went to see him conversation. Yeah, Axel tries to patch things over. Roxas remembers the name Sora and asks them this, who continues to just walk right around him verbally. You yep. need to get your minds off these needless distractions if you want Xion to stay among our number. So he gets a little threatening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have in my notes, Zemnis, having figured out the lore implications of what's happening, explains how this is all according to plan. He swears, you guys. It was really interesting. I didn't expect it. It's all according to plan. I am so good at this, guys. Yeah. My plan is perfect. Assuming Zemnis and Ansem did come from the same person, I have to feel like both of them sort of like got bits and pieces of it and both swear that they know what they're doing. (laughs) But yeah, Axel is in full double agent mode here. He hangs out at the memory skyscraper. Xion doesn't know what's going on. 
She's just back in her room wondering what she'd do. Like, Riku, can you help? Yep. Yep. Next day. Shut down. Next day has a sad scene where Roxas shows up at the clock tower. Axel and Shion show up after. No one says anything. They just sit there quietly. It's actually brutal because there's so much pain in all of their faces. And they like they're trying for things so hard to be back to normal. and They can't do it. it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find out just to uh, to Anami's horror. Sora colon C slash startup dot exe has crashed. Yep. Yep. Oof. Diz is I, ready to go kill some people. Yeah. Fuck you, Diz. Murder time. It's like, he's just terrible. Like, nobody should ever exist. You understand, Nomine. I was like, wow. Wow. You're a shit, but wow. Yeah, fuck and this then guy. 20, and then nothing happens for 20 days. Diz is yep. like, I need to get other people to do my shit for me. Yep. Roxas eats ice cream by himself as time passes. We get to day 321. He has more Sora visions. Roxas has a Sora vision of Riku stealing the Keyblade. Which makes him crying. And now for weird shit about Xi'an getting stronger as Roxas gets weaker. Which I have in my notes. As Xi'an gets stronger, Roxas gets weaker. On the clock tower, Xi'an shows concern over this. Roxas finds that weird since he's the warrior. Roxas is also pissed at Axel. Duh. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? Well, yeah. I mean, even Xi'an's like, you don't need to be. He's like, no, he did that. He couldn't have done that. And Xi'an decides to confront that Axel over Roxas. Yep. Yeah, Axel just drops a bunch of lore. He blows up at her. Yeah, he has a lore explosion on Xion. Yeah, it's like you're a replica. You're copying his powers. So if he's getting weaker, what do you think is happening to you? And he seems a little mad. Yep. But he's, he still says they're friends, but it's like it's like something's boiling over and he doesn't know how to respond. And then Xion claims she saw a boy who looks just like Roxas as Zigbar listens in. I love I just love creepy on everyone. Yep. That's that is definitely how the Zigbar do. And we're back to the Zigbar Zemnis and Syx comedy hour. Yep. Yep. Like, like, this is pretty cool. And Zemnis like, well, none of this was supposed to happen. Still according to the plan. Yep. Yeah. Zemnis is like, fine. This is outside my scenario. But the scenario is now we're going all in on Xion. No, no. He's like, none of this was supposed to happen, but it only proves it's more worthy. I'm amazed how good my plan is. Yep. <laughs> yep. Even when my plan doesn't doesn't go completely according to plan, it just gets and it better. According to plan. When it doesn't go according to plan, that means it's going according to plan. Like, you got to be flips him off and leaves. Yep. Even more according to Fuck plan. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, you you do tell under the bullshit, he does seem to be actually saying, well, I'm pretty sure this works fine if we do this and this. But he really is layering bullshit on top. Yeah, he does start coming off as the kind of villain that makes shit up as he goes along and claims it was all according to plan in the end. And I don't think he's bad at it. It's just the layers of absolute nonsense over it makes it seem silly. I've seen worse villains that have that same trait. No, I read The Expanse. Expanse had a villain that was like that. (laughs) Sorry, Expanse fans. Books four through six were not great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they're after us. I wonder how many there are. Uh, There are nine books. It ends okay. Oh, Oh, Expanse is huge. Okay, it's the biggest sci-fi show right now. That's pretty cool. Hmm. So unfortunately, unfortunately, the series got canceled after six seasons, which means they only got to book six and they didn't get to the best arc. Oof, that's a shame. I heard they I heard they're once going to move and keep it going, but then a lot of shows get canceled before they should. The Two writers that make up the hive mind that is James S.A. Corey wants to do it as movies for for now. Interesting. Well, time is fleeting. We're running out of the listed days because we're up to day 352 now. Yep. The beginning of the end. Sunsets. 
Xi'an thinks about how her existence is just ruining everything. Yep. She thinks about Riku. She spoke with him about, she wanted to know more about who Sora and Kairi were. Yep. And fortunately, Riku doesn't say anyone smells like Kairi. <laughs> Thank you for being over that right now. Thank you, Riku, for being over that phase. Look, that was 320 days ago. It's 10, it's 10 months later. We're not talking about it. Yep, we are not talking about that anymore. It's, it's been 10 months. I have grown as a person. I have grown as a person. My ability of denial has improved greatly. Yep. Shion asks if Riku hates her. Riku's just sad about it. It's like, you hate me because I'm a puppet. I have in my notes. Riku is now preaching anti-selfishness. Good character growth there, buddy. Problem <laughs> is, he starts swinging too far, and we see two. He has to be pulled back from that. Yep. It's, it's progress, and we're happy to see it end there. But at this point, he's kind of going down a different sort of toxic path. Yep. And then through some... I forget exactly what kind of uh, mental manipulation is going on, but like Shion and Roxas are forced to fight each other in a mission and Axel ends up saving them. Apparently, they see each other as invincibles, as like, you know, those very powerful heartless. And so, yeah, yeah, it's the whole you're fighting an enemy that's actually your friend. Yeah. And Axel prevents it because that was it was apparently it was Zemnis or someone's plan to just see which one's better. and Just keep one. He's sick of having. Yeah. 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 The, the idea was more or less that it was basically assured that Xion would kill Roxas and then, you know, Xion would be more powerful than Roxas ever was. Yeah. And honestly, even if Roxas wins, then fine. Well, that just proves I'm right even more. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, the three go get ice cream together. Axel finally explains to Roxas what the fuck a winner ice cream stick is. But he doesn't know what it means. You're a winner. What does that mean? I don't know. Something nifty. Yeah, something special happens. I don't know. I've never seen it happen. (laughs) So winning is not really something that happens to us is the sad explanation. Oof. And yeah. then, like, Xion's like, this is a beautiful sunset. As long as we keep each other in our thoughts, we'll never be apart. We've got it memorized, Axel. He's like, fuck you, that's my catchphrase. Yep. Yeah, and all this trips another flag. Yeah. Roxas trips a flag as well when they suggest they all run off together. Like, <laughs> so, I can just hear the bing-bong noise every time they say some shit like this. And I want to point out, we're now another 50 days later, and we're back to nominee and Disney Poverty, and he's saying, we really should do something. Yeah, we haven't done anything. Riku, do something. He's like, yeah, I'm for, for such an asshole about it all. Diz is really ineffective. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, he's kind of a coward. He does not do things on his own. True, like, true. He's he's valuing himself for his final revenge rather than all these other tasks. So he risks nothing. Yep. yep. And unfortunately, since this is also all prequel Diz before he actually has his one character moment, we're also getting all of his absolute shittiness right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sykes gets mad at, re- at Axel for ruining their watch the kids kill each other plan. Because, oh, that's yep. a really good sign. Yep. <laughs> but meanwhile, Roxas tries to take Zigbar's place on a mission he's going on with Axel and Xion. Sykes says, says, nope. No. Nope. And then Zigbar attacks Xion in Wonderland. Yep. And Zigbar thinks Xion looks like uh, some form of Roxas, but not quite Roxas. Roxas? He's dressed differently and... Zigbar's being really weird. Yeah. Um, like, he's like, why do you always, why do I look at that? It was like, why have hit look at her and see your face? He says to someone who yep. the Roxas like person is. Yeah. And we should say like, it's Roxas's hair, but it's not the outfit Roxas was wearing when he was in uh, Twilight Town. He's got kind of got like this bit of armor on him. Almost. Yeah. He's got, he's got this shoulder pad. He, his outfit is still white, but he doesn't have the weird leg pants thing going on. Hmm. 
and he doesn't seem to think he's Roxas. Like it's clear yeah. about whoever it is, he's talking at them. Yep. And we'll put a pin in this. <laughs> she unnaturally vanishes and and smacks out Zigbar like a light. <laughs> yep. And then she begs Axel to let her go. Yep. She like she was wearing her hood. And she takes off her hood. We don't see her face, but Axel seems shocked. He's like, look, I have to go take care of Roxas. And he's kind of stunned and lets her go. Axel lets her go. We cut to Syx again berating Axel as Roxas walks in. Zigbar thinks everything is really fucking funny. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, it's like, yeah, I said he did it, but honestly, I didn't say anything. I was knocked out, whatever. <laughs> Axel calls him an old man, which is kind of funny. Yep. This Zigbar line, it's like, like where's she? She flew to Coop. Flamesy locks here couldn't trouble himself to clip her wings. Flamesy locks. Zigbar's a nicknamer, but dear God. Zigbar is just being ridiculous at this point. Yep. Axel decides to info dump about Xion on Roxas. He can't uh, find the right way to explain the whole thing, and he uses a mirror metaphor. What was the mirror metaphor that he used again? It's like, look, she's a puppet who's duplicating your power. She's a mirror to reflect you, but when I looked in the mirror, it wasn't you I saw. It's like someone's going to break the mirror. It's like... I, it's like if someone doesn't break the mirror, you're not going to be you. Everyone got that? Yeah. Problem is, he's still trying to talk. I know what's I know what's right. Trust me, Roxas. And he's trying to limit what he's saying again still. How do you explain to your friend that the other friend is a parasite that is essentially slowly stealing your powers by interacting with you? And apparently is some sort of blank slate becoming more like you, but also wasn't for some other reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shien meets up with Riku. Yep. And Riku sends her off to meet Namine. And we get back to the chair room. Yay! And finally, Zemnis is that kind of mad. Yep. <laughs> now that Shion has disappeared, his new scenario got out-scenarioed. Yeah. And he's funny <laughs> thing is, he's like, it's, he starts snapping the air. He's like, it's not a she, it's an it. And Luxor and Zaldan are like, no one's told us anything. Why are you so mad? Yep. Like, Demix is completely clueless. And yep. Zemnis is like, fine. We made we took a piece of the memory copy that we made our own version. It got derailed by Vexen dying fucking de- Vexen. Yep. And we all hated him, but we needed him. Axel can't be bothered to tell anyone about Replicu. <laughs> yeah, it's like funny. it's like no one ever said a replica forms of identity. Axel like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. They kind of explain essentially that Vexen was, in fact, uh, researching Maybe. a way to get a blank body that you can shove a, a heart into or or some kind of or memories into and yeah. they will become that person. And both Xi'an and Repliku were basically ver- trying to make copies of people through that. Yep. <laughs> and although they don't know the full heart, each time this person has formed their own identity. Yep. So even even with Namine regularly blasting Repliku's memories, he still managed to hold together a piece of himself. Mm-hmm. Xemnas tries to get Axel to capture and bring back Xi'an. Sykes tries to tell Roxas that Xion can't be a member because they have 13 shares. QED. That's like Roxas like, well, we're down five people. There's lots of extra. Sh- Shut up. No, <laughs> no, we are down five people. We have that means we have to find five new people. And we only have 13 shares here. Yeah. And it's at this point in writing the notes that I realized Xion is poochie. Whenever Xion is on screen, all the characters are, in fact, asking where's Xion. God damn it. Xion died on her way back to her home planet. Oh, no. I like Xion. Don't do that. I like her. She's a good character. So anyways, that's a very strange thing happens. Riku's looking like like Ants of Secret Darkness again for some reason. And he who could he run into? Mickey. 
And I want to just stop here and say a bit of trivia I wasn't aware of until recently. Uh, this is the final performance as Mickey Mouse of Wayne Allwine. He oh, died really? in May 2009, 12 days before the game released in Japan. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So it was partly remastered ports of older games used archive footage of him, uh, audio of him, but this is his last new performance as Mickey Mouse. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Sad, but cool. He was Mickey for 32 years. Wow. He was only 60. He died when he was 62. He's the second Mickey Mouse, right? Well, um, I'd actually have the, he's actually the third Mickey. Oh, okay, you gotta remember, sorry. Mickey, yeah, he was Mickey for thirty years in two thousand nine. That only gets you back to the eighties. So, okay, yeah. So like, Jimmy sure. McDonald, it was he replaced Jimmy McDonald, who replaced Walt Disney himself. Huh. okay then. Yeah. So I said, so I, I had only learned that recently. Like, that's something I want to mention. Like, other the later games use some archive archive audio of him, but this is his last. Like, this is the last time he appeared. The final performance is Mickey Mouse. You know, it's such a beloved and well-known character. It's got it's it's got it's got a you know a bit of emotion to it about that. And unfortunately, it's just talking about lore about Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of an awkward scene where the two of them just kind of describe a bit of what what's happened already, and yeah. don't really add anything. Yeah, it's kind of I think uh, summing up the story. Yeah, Riku fills in Mickey on what's going on in the plot. Basically tells him that another side, another story deep dive is about to happen. He said, if I give him the darkness, I need you to exposit for Sora when he wakes up. So that's why he, Mickey's there at Star Kingdom Hearts 2, I guess. Yeah. yeah and so that's kind he, of Mickey, like Mickey doesn't want to say I would have promised these things around, but I want you to promise to be there for my friends. He's like, OK, I promise. Riku is definitely feeling the pressure because obviously he has essentially physically become Ansem Seeker of Darkness. So, But no, he, he actually reverts. He, I said he starts as Ansem Ku, but when he puts on his blindfold, he transforms back into himself. Right. Apparently oh. that's something that's happening to him now. I yep. forgot about that whole thing with the blindfold. Yeah. So the blindfold it, is actually a way for him to contain the darkness. Yeah. Apparently. Because I believe that like next time we see him take it off, when he transforms again, he is take it off to do so, I believe. Yep, he does. So, yeah, so, so they, they don't really call out to it, at least not in this one, but it does seem like it's some sort of he's having problems and it's helping him. The next day, we have Roxas trying to unpack everything while laying in bed, and he goes to confront Axel. A painful title for this day, unsaid, unheard. As the scene plays out, the other promise plays in the background. Axel. Hey, Roxas. Did you find Xion yet? You know it's not going to be that easy. I suppose not. Have you known about Xion this whole time? No, not the whole time. Since when, then? Uh, I can't exactly remember when. Didn't get it memorized, huh? Axel's face is pained, though he tries to fake a smile for a second. Axel, who am I, really? I'm special, like Xion. I know that. But the organization wanted me out of the picture, am I right? Yeah, they did. I guess it's because Xion copied my powers, and then the Keyblade's powers, and they didn't need me anymore. Naxal, I, I guess you felt the same way. You're wrong there. You'll always be my best friend. Best friends are supposed to be honest with each other. Who am I, Axel? Xemnas says that me and Xion are connected to each other through Sora. I don't even know a Sora. Am I a puppet like Xion? You're different from Xion. Then why it- Fighting out the truth doesn't always work out for the best. What makes you so sure about that? I have the right to know the truth. 
How did I even get here? Why am I so special? Where did I learn to use the Keyblade? I hardly know who I am. What is so wrong with wanting some answers? Roxas. I need to know, Axel. Please. Who am I? You've just gotta trust me, Roxas. I, I don't. I can't. Roxas. Somebody knows where I came from. And if I can't get answers here, I'll get them somewhere else. That'll be the person I trust. This is a point where we can get some good discussion in because this is now pretty clear. The tragic hero of 358 over two days is actually Axel. Yep. Like, and and yeah, like it really is the tragic flaw of Axel is that he can't trust his friends, which causes his friends not to trust him Mm -hmm. because trust has to be a mutual thing. Here's Harmashia is is needing to keep things on his terms. Yeah, everything falls apart because of Axel's inability to let people in fully. Yeah, he he believes he knows what's best. He he doesn't want to use it maliciously, but he's convinced that other people, if they fall in the same folly as him, they'll destroy them. So he's trying to protect them. We see that a lot through this entire story because Shion demands answers from Axel. Roxas demands answers from Axel. And Axel is convinced that if he tells Shion exactly what she is in point blank terms, it will destroy her. She will not be able to survive it. And even now, talking to, to Roxas, he's like, sometimes hearing the truth isn't for the best, but that's not anyone can accept. You can't just yeah. tell so you can't just put a book for someone and say, no, it's for your best. You shouldn't read this. I know better. Yeah. And, and Roxas just there just decides that the, it, it, it's clear to him. Axel knows exactly what's going on and he will not tell me. He just yeah. will not. And even if Roxas is a little emotionally stunted, it's like he's like, that means there's no trust here. I want to kind of put a pin in this discussion because I think it will come up again later in a later game, specifically Birth by Sleep. Because if we're talking about tragedies, that means we have tragic heroes and tragic flaws. And the tragic hero of Birth by Sleep also has the tragic flaw of lack of trust in friends. We'll talk about who that is, though, later. (laughs) Really like how Axel, he has the best of intentions for Roxas and Shion. But he he ends up hurting them anyway. And I I like driving that point home that your intent doesn't really matter. Right. In terms of 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 how people see what you did. Intent only matters so far. In the end, the consequences of your actions still are what actually impact people. Yeah. Should we move on or do we want to talk about anything else? I think just move on. There's and we're at the end now. We have to get into the final tragedies. Yep. It is day three fifty six. Shion meets Naminé, and they have a plot discussion, which is interrupted by Diz. I mean, Naminé tries to explain to Shion, like, what they can do there. She's trying, and she's even trying to be comforting, explain how there are options. But naturally, Diz bursts in and yells at Shion, leading the organization to them. So Shion runs out to fight Axel. Naminé has have warned Shion, and this is the unclear thing, that if she returns Sora's memories and Shion disappears, so memories won't be hers anymore, no one will remember Shion. Shion kind of has been on this very self-destructive bent for a while. I mean, I mean, clearly this whole thing uh, with Shion is kind of a metaphor for suicidal ideation. I mean, I'm a little uncomfortable going there. Shion has a guilt complex as she feels that her existence is hurting people she knows and people she doesn't know. Well, mm-hmm. meaning Riku triggered that. I don't know if that makes her suicidal as much as it makes her self-destructively trying to be 
noble. Well, but that's that's the thing. Like, like oftentimes people who struggle with that think of essentially doing it as a as a noble sacrifice. As you know, if I'm not here, ev- everyone else will be better off. You know what I mean? I do acknowledge that's where her mind has become. She wouldn't be doing this if she didn't, at some level, not think that her existence is. She didn't. She doesn't want to exist in some way. And I, even though we don't have a good Xion voice fully, I still kind of want to do this next scene that plays out between Axel and Xion. Why do I always get stuck with the icky jobs? Axel. Xion, what are you going to do? I decided I have to go back to where I belong. Well, to be honest, I always thought, felt that was best right from the very beginning. But, you know, still really bugs me. Something about this just stinks. It's for the good of everyone. But how do you know that? Everyone thinks they're right. This is right. They're going to destroy you. She unpulls her keyblade. Please don't hold back, Axel. Promise. What's your problem? You both think you can do whatever you want. Well, I'm sick of it. Go on, you just keep running. But I'll always be there to bring you back. Axel does win the fights, but both of them collapse at the end. I kind of really like that scene, though, just to... Axel's breaking. Yeah, like, yeah. this is... It's so crazy to me that even though Roxas is the main character of this and Shion is our new guest star character, Axel is still very much the real uh, focal character of all this. I think this game is actually completely responsible for Axel's popularity, actually. Yeah. I feel like Axel was pretty popular after Kingdom Hearts 2, but this is just like his big character. I think think even from Chain of Memories, people liked him, but I bet too. In a way, Xion's giving Axel back his medicine. He's saying, no, this is for the best, and I know it. Mm -hmm. But you see Axel almost immediately. He is completely breaking down and ranting. And it's like, no, I know what's best. I'm going to keep saving you whether you like it or not. Yep. And this this is just driving home that nobody's really do have emotions. Oh, yeah. Because Axel... Axel is as emotional as anyone's ever seen. Like, it's it's plain as day. Like, Xemnas is lying to all the nobodies about what their state is. That's what's happening here. And to add insult to injury, Xemnas shows up, all but stepping over Axel's form to grab uh, to grab Xion and just leave with just her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next day, Roxas is alone at the clock tower and Xion meets him with some ice cream. She's because she once again, she's hiding her face. Yep. She has been in most of her scenes up till now. Xion tells him she's out of time and reveals her face to Roxas. What does she look like? She has Sora's face. But <laughs> still her voice. Yep. Which is a little weird. Yeah, now it, it entirely becomes clear that Xion's face is essentially malleable. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily based on who is observing her at the time as much as her own mental state of the memories uh, inside her. It appears to be an amalgam of both. Like if there's if if her state is strong enough, it can overwhelm things. But certain people have specific views. Like whatever Zigbar saw overrid everything. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there's a bit of a side plot that we really see in the gameplay where the organization has been slowly putting down devices which are augmenting whatever's happening to her. And that's what's kind of forced her into this final appearance. You, you remember that that whole thing at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Two, where they're talking about, oh, well, you know, the the process with restoring Sora's memories isn't going well, uh, and we're afraid that you know 
the organization is going to interfere. Well, mm-hmm. what they're doing with Xion is exactly what they were doing to interfere. Got it. I, again, there's there's some things we don't hear all of, but it has something to do with like they're amplifying the effect. Like she's being empowered by the worlds, and that's kind of why in the upcoming boss fight she starts transforming into weird monster forms. So I think the fight actually we don't we don't know much about this fight because we don't see it in, in the our version of it. But apparently it goes through multiple worlds backgrounds. It's also the place where we get Xion's uh, battle theme, Vector to the Heavens. Oh, I remember that one is actually very very a, a very good song. Yeah, Vector of the Heavens is incredible. Whenever Yoko Shimomura makes one of these big character themes, she fucking nails it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the ZTS things in Umineko. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, the it, whenever Shimomura, do, you know, like just like decides to go hard on a big set piece. It's just, I mean, it, it gets nailed. It's, it's not other promise, but it's another string and piano piece that's just incredibly tragic while having a driving energy under it. So, yeah, is that it, you could see it's from the same DNA. Xi'an explains how she, she literally walks out onto the air and fights him. And I know this goes through multiple forms, but there's this cut scene which only appears in some versions. Like it was not in the original 1.5, it's the scene version at the end of the fight. Because in the original version, it goes from Xi'an's music rising to fight to the fight being over, which is really awkward. Yep. So we see his last scene of them fighting like in an arena in the air, and Xi'an looks like this this giant metallic Sora bot. Mm-hmm. And Roxas just has to go right through her at the end. And then she mm-hmm. collapses back on the balcony. Yep. After the fight, Xi'an pours her entire existence into Roxas, leaving him with no memory of Xi'an, but he gets all his strength back. So it's kind of interesting there because all of this kind of implies that hearts are in fact memories. They're 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 linked. I believe yeah. they are linked. You could yep. call it a chain of memories. Yep. <laughs> Xion was Kyrie as rem- her face was Kyrie as remembered by Sora and Riku. They dominated mm-hmm. told her that directly, but she was still herself. Mm-hmm. And now Xion, without a doubt, we she makes it clear this is what she wanted to have happen. She didn't want to win. Yep. And she beseeches Roxas to free all the hearts from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. She talked up a game about making Roxas part of her, but it was basically. It was basically suicide by proxy, as, as harsh as that sounds. Yep. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In yeah. this last scene, Rox's camp is already losing memory of her. It's, it's breaking. Like, he, he's fighting. It's like, I know you, but who are you? But it says, Xion, she's turning to ice or crystal. She explained it was her choice to go away and that it was better than letting Zemis have his way. She belongs with Sora. And she says that she tells Roxas he needs to set the king of hearts free to get him away from Zemnis's plan. And she turns into like a block of ice and then shatters just as he remembers her. Mm-hmm. And so he, and Roxas has often mocked, but I think weirdly poignant line, just expressing everything he understands about friendship. What is it? What is that line again? Who else will have ice cream with? <laughs> yeah, it sounds silly, but we know that is exactly what he's been associated with. This was his friendship. These were the activities of his friendship. Yeah. And yeah, it's very to, mundane, but it's 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 it, what they did. And it's emotional. Like the without it's out emotional. And it's like the simple friendship is quite often sharing some of the simple things in life, even as simple as ice cream. Mm hmm. So uh, Roxas, his memory returns. He remembers her name again, and it seems he holds on that for he's holding on to it. Like almost like it almost seems like he now starts fighting to hold on to it as she vanishes completely, leaving behind a seashell. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, and the kind of the shell becomes the anchor point of Roxas's memory of her. I think it's hard to say because, like I said, we see Axel just sitting in his room, painfully wondering how everything off happened. He finds a note from Roxas that holds the winning popsicle stick. Yep, yep. Next day, it's time for deep dive to happen. We see the fight happens. Riku confronts Roxas, who's dual wielding again, implying he's holding both his and Shion's keyblades. Mm-hmm. Roxas shouts out about her, and Riku can just barely remember. Like I can, I can barely remember her name now. Roxas is like his memories are fading, but he's holding on to him, and he actually knocks Riku down after yep. the first part of the deep dive. Mm-hmm. He gets better, and then and then Riku, well, he just gets sick of this shit. Yep, gets sick of the shit. Does the Ansem thing to finish the fight, which, as we saw in Kingdom Two, is brutal. Like he transforms, pulls out the Guardian stand, and basically just grabs Roxas and throttles him almost. Yep, yep. It's very visceral. And as that happens, Shion's memory vanishes. Yep, Shion's memory fades to nothing in Roxas. I have in my notes in all caps. God, Diz is a dick. Because much like before the CBC four, like where where like he where Riku introduces himself as Ansem. Like, just like, did he tell you he felt something? That's impossible. They don't have memories. It's the <laughs> worst moment for him. Or they don't have hearts, yeah. It's the absolute worst moment for him to show up. And I'm like, although in terms of narrative time flow, it's appropriate to, to get to 358 over two days here. I actually kind of do like the way that it's ordered on the collection so that you would technically get to 358 over two days first. I think it's important to do so. It is. It, yeah, like. I'm just saying, like, I don't mind having the uh, two and three fifty eight over two swapped in the order just because, like, you get the full arc of Diz in a single line rather than having to put up with Diz being a shithead again here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So it's, it's Roxas unconscious dreams of Xion's voice one last time. I mm-hmm. She's encouraging him that they'll be together. Yep. And as, as she does, the, the theme of dearly beloved switches to the other promise. It's like, well, memories of you and me will always be together forever with Sora. Yep. Day 359, the first day. We get the first cutscene from Kingdom Hearts 2. And now we understand a lot more of who Roxas is. Very yep. different from what we understood about him before. Only seven days to go, and then my summer vacation's over. Yep. It's, uh... <sighs> I mean, this whole thing is is just, uh... Just brutal honestly yeah. like we don't have it in the notes but do we is there like a big poem at the end of the credits like there has been in the previous games i forget i don't believe we saw one there's 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 diaries both from roxas and from several other characters though they're kind of extensive and chattery i'm not sure how deep. yeah we're not going to go through all those notes we don't have time for yeah. that mm-hmm. but no there really wasn't anything like a poem that i recall yeah which is a shame that's like a big missed opportunity yeah, I just I just really enjoyed this whole thing because I was honestly emotional about what happened to Roxas in Kingdom Hearts 2. And this whole this whole this whole thing just made me oh. and made me made it even more brutal. And, you know, it made it developed Axel as a character a lot as well. Yeah. After this game, if I'm doing character tier ratings, both Roxas and Axel are S tier characters on my ranking. But I want to comment. We're not going to go through all those diaries. But the last one from the other side is Sebnis. He's like, well, even if we don't get rocks to sort back, as long as things go right, I still get to be a higher being. That's some cult leader talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I must become one with Kingdom Hearts. Like, it's, it's his personal power without a question. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think the notes also do at least tell us where the name Xion derives from. Xion is imaginary. 
Number I is what her yep. model is, basically. Yep. N-O period I. Yep. Yep. With an X. Yep. So that's how you get Xion. Yep. yep. So it's, so essentially she is the imaginary number and that that kind of, you know, symbolizes the fact that she can be anybody as long mm. as you give her the memories. And essentially what they were doing was they were drawing out Sora's memories through Roxas and into Xion in order to uh, yep. have her essentially become Sora, which was the thing that the organization wanted in the first place from for way back from Chain of Memory. There's a lack of clarity because a lot of this seems to be curiosity what happened. Like, Xion was a, to them, was a experimental product. They wanted to see how it would work. And as things developed in ways they kept not expecting, they kept modifying their plans. It was an experiment, but it was one that went really well. I mean, they were trying anything that they could in order to essentially have a Sora that they could control. We we saw that whole thing with Zem, Zemnis uh, saying that, uh, oh, it's... Uh, uh, we're surprised that Xion is having, you know, independent thought as she gains more and more of Sora's memories. For all his boasting about knowing what the plan is, it's clear as like, let's just see what happens. If we have Xion working, in many ways, that's the best choice. That's the thing with the least connection to Sora. And I think he would have preferred that, mm-hmm. which is why once Xion seemed to be working, why he threw his weight behind that part of the plan. Yeah, and why he was willing to just be like, okay, Roxas isn't very useful anymore, but we can probably sacrifice him to power up Xion. Once through this, all of Two's casual dismissing of the emotions of, of nobodies, whether it's by themselves, by Diz, or by even Sora more than a couple times, it's a very much uncomfortable from this point on. Yeah, and I will say I do think in the later games, they do a good job in redeeming that. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame Sora. He only knows what he knows. But yeah, he's been he's been lied to about nobodies by both Zemnis and Diz. So and also Yen said. Yeah, and almost every nobody spoke to. Yeah, true. Yen said seems like an academic making assumptions based on the theory. Yep. And also he did know that he said he knew that the organization was spectacularly dangerous. That part was without question. Yep. So it really does does seem to uh this story to me really does seem to cement the idea that nobodies may not start out with hearts because hearts are connected to memories and are forged by the bonds between people and people interacting with each other. Yeah. But as the nobody, as a new independent identity interacts with other people, they develop their own heart, their own identity. Yeah, I would agree with that. Don't forget the last conversation between Axel and Roxas in two, where he's talking about, like, how would you even know if you have a heart? So why wouldn't we just assume it's what it is? Mm-hmm. And like when they're both, they say they'll leave it to Sora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, like even just, uh, you know, a real physical person, you know, the person playing the game. How do you know if you have what is being termed as a heart here? Mm. What does it feel like? You you can't say what it feels like. Nobody right. can say what it feels like. In the in the end, the only thing we know is that we have feelings and we have bonds between other people and we remember things. Yep. And that's essentially yeah. what the what it what having this idea of a heart is. Mm. To be complete, all you need to do is make bonds with other friends. Yeah. I mean, I will say from my impression, I might not have enjoyed this as much as the actual game because it seems like the gameplay is a little bit of a samey slog. So maybe that would have caused extra frustration. But as a story on its own, 
Not only is it reasonably complete with only a few weird narration panels, but I feel like it just flows as just this one tale. Yeah, it's a really good story. Like, I think it's probably in the top three of Kingdom Hearts stories. Mm. Maybe number two. I don't understand why Xi'an gets raided by some people. Like, they just really... I've noticed there's some chunks of families that are really dismissive and hostile of her. It's the die for our ship people who want to ship Axel and Roxas and don't want to uh, (laughs) incorporate another friend into that equation. Hey, Axel has two hands, and the two of them together are about the same height as him, so... Axel's got got a couple of rugrats here. I would say, honestly, that that uh, you are right, that the game is a bit of a slog because the missions are just kind of like, okay, go to this this arena, fight some enemies. Come back back. And it's so it's not really very interesting. There's it does not integrate narrative and gameplay. So I think the uh, the concept of simply decoupling them and making it into a movie was a good one. Yeah. So maybe I'm happy this is the experience I have for it. Yeah. Yeah. We've, I mean, just looking, we've been going on this one for quite a while now. Yep. This is a pretty long episode. I'm thank you all for sticking with us uh, throughout this discussion. Next week, we're going to be going back to shorter discussions with the start of kingdom hearts birth by sleep. And we can ask yourself, how much was Nomura watching star star Wars prequel trilogy? Yes, well, that is, and also you get to ask yourself how much tokusatsu was uh, was he watching as well? Yeah, yes, me- <laughs> yes. The answer to those questions is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a- anyway, it's clear that we really enjoyed this game and and its narrative. Game quote and, quote unquote. Yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, I got all but, the achievements for watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, we. It, it, I think stopped. this is this is kind of where really the the core of Kingdom Hearts starts coming together as an identity that uh, of of a series that people really connect with emotionally. Because I think yes. this is the this Kingdom Hearts two kind of had flashes of it, but this is just like kind of where like, like where Kingdom Hearts shows you that it can tell a story that can really just like hit you in the gut. This is one of those examples of like. Don't skip the side games, people. We're going to a pretty long stretch of what's quote unquote called side games until we get to Kingdom Hearts 3. And they are all vitally important. Yes, even coded. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, honestly, I would say that the next one, Birth by Sleep, is actually worth a play. It's one of my favorite Kingdom Hearts games. And it's actually uh, where a lot of the cool stuff in Kingdom Hearts 3 came from. I have... Many opinions that will be litigated over the course of our discussion of Birth by Sleep. Most <laughs> yep. of them positive. <laughs> so, Most of them. <laughs> so anyway, I think we will. Uh, Let's wrap it up here. Yeah, wrap it up here. So without further ado. OK, so uh, until next time, I'm Matt. I'm John. I'm Jared. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. Kingdom Hearts, Friendship is Magic.
You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> it's something. Yep. Oh, God. True facts about Zigbar. <laughs> Here we'll explore true the, facts about the Zigbar. About, <laughs> about the organization members. Yeah, but what if he's... But God, what if he talks about the reproductive habits? <laughs> he probably would, too. There. He would talk about all their penises. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Is this going to stay in? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about Riku, no, no. It's just he's humming to himself. Dang it. <laughs> I really, I...